episode two in a series of five on altruism. Actually, I think trees might have that instinct to want, you know, this urge to want to carry on, you know, and if, if not themselves, for something like themselves to carry on. Hence, they throw out seeds onto the winds and the winds carry the seeds. You know, the universe is trying to con- continue on for some reason. I don't know what that reason is. I spoke about all that in another episode uh, and, you know, even, um, you know, matter wants to fill a vacuum, you know. Maybe space itself even wants to exist as such, you know. It's got an urge. Um, I spoke about all of that in another episode, um, but that one goes even a layer deeper. And, um, and in that episode, I think I more than disappeared down rabbit holes. I think I disappeared up my own... just to prove how tricky these things can get you know how deep how and complex and deep this rabbit hole can be um those two people i mentioned uh, the one who when he does you a favor kind of expects something in return Um, and the other one who takes your parking ticket off your windscreen and pays it Without even telling you, you know, those two people, uh, well, they could be the same person. What's to stop that? You know, uh, I, I think I do know people who are kind of both, you know. Some days, you know, do your favour, hey, don't worry about it. You know, one day do something for me, you know. He's got, and, and then another day, um, that same person just takes the ticket out of the windscreen. You can't, you can't sort of... Um, you know, uh, label someone too e- so easily. Some people are, you know, they're a little bit of everything, you know. Um, we're complex. I like to keep everything loose. I, I don't like getting to the bottom of things. When I start chatting, by the time I finish chatting, I want to be more confused than I was when I started and my goodness, in this episode in particular, I think I'm achieving that. Um, um, so, yes, so that's one complexity. Another complexity is, um, let me think, uh, you can get one person who, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make this the last comment before I get back to the rubbish. Um, you can get one person who is the sort of person who, um, when they do a favour... They want some reward for it, um, you know, in heaven or, uh, you know, after they die. Or, you know, you do me a favour one day or hugging themselves or, you know, something, you know, some sort of glory or um, a favour in return or whatever. Um, and then you can get another, per- you know, and, and that person might be very, very much of the opinion that when you do a favour for someone you're doing it for yourself, you know, because, and he thinks that too. Now, of himself, you know, I'm just imagining this person, who I like actually, because he's doing favours. 
I really have to make that point. This is a great guy. He's doing favours. And if you need a favour done for you, then you reckon this guy's great. You know, I've had people do favours for me. I don't really, I don't really care why, you know. I sort of say, thanks, that's great, you know. So this is not a criticism per se. Now, you get this other sort of person. Imagine they are two different people. And the other person um, really on all evidence, seems to be doing it for absolutely selfless reasons and just you know, almost automatically uh, does a favour for someone but really doesn't even think about it. It goes out of his head. Even while he's doing the favour, he's not even thinking of it as a favour. Now, I've never got quite got to the bottom of this sort of person, but I know a couple of people like this, and I really like them. Um, even as they're doing the favour, they are, they are, um, they're not conscious they're doing a favour. They're just doing it almost automatically because it's their kind of inner sense, you know. They're not even telling themselves, they're not even sort of pleased with themselves. It's just what they do. It's, you know... I've, you know, I'm almost quoting a brother I've got to say, no, it's just what we do, you know, um, it's what we do, uh, yeah, and, you know, I know some other people, you know, I know someone's huge into this, in fact, this other person I'm thinking about um, is uh, the person who taught me the word philotomo, he taught me the word philotomo, and, um, you know, he has it, I'm pretty sure, he has it. Now, that's interesting. I love that word philotomo ever, ever since I learned it. And I haven't got to the bottom of the word philotomo, but it is this sense of just you do things for others, but you're almost Buddhist. You know, it's a Greek word and it's a Greek philosophy, but you're almost Buddhist in the sense that you're not even thinking, it's not even going through your mind that it's a favour. You just, this is just what you do. You know, like my brother says, you know, this is what do we do, you know. Um, and, you know, don't even think about it because I've already forgotten it, you know. In fact, I didn't even think of it, you know. Um, yeah, in fact, you pointing out that I'm doing you a favour is kind of, uh, yeah, you know, just don't even... I'm not thinking like that, so don't you, you know. Come on, let's just go, you know. Um, anyway, how are you going? Anyway, what about those bombers, you know. That sort of person, you know, who's it's just out of his head. And I can't get to the bottom of that. But it's a person who is really Zen Buddhist about this, you know, except not in the Buddhist way, nothing to do with religion or whatever. All right, then. Somewhere in all of that is what I'm thinking, but I don't want to nail it down any further because it's only on Facebook where people make a meme and they make a big statement, a big conclusion, they make an episode like this, and at the end of it they put a big... They, they come up with a slogan, and they put it on Facebook, and they, you know, and then people say, Nailed it! You know? I am not one of those people. I, na I nail nothing. I never nail anything. I keep it loose, and it's about to get looser. Uh, you won't believe this, but I thought of even another sort of person. Uh, the person who um, kind of does you a favour and says, um, 
hey, don't worry about it, you can do me a favour another day, but doesn't even want you to do another favour, but he's doing that to make you relax. Do you know, you could, um, yeah, he, you know, he doesn't want you to feel bad. Oh, I like that, I like that guy even better, maybe. Um, oh, it, it gets, yeah, I don't think I'll ever get to the bottom of all of this. <laughs> like I told you, uh, when I start talking, uh, by the time I'm finished talking, I'm further away from where I was than when I started talking. Um, you know, if, I, if I just sat here for another five seconds, I reckon I could think of even another angle. And if I sat here for five hours, I could think of five, five, you know, 55 more um, angles. Um, uh, so, uh, gee, should I? Uh, just a minute, I'm just doing a few things at the same time as speaking. Um, should I? waste five seconds of your time uh, should I waste five seconds of your time trying to think of another angle what have we got um, people doing favors people doing favors oh all right here we go um, these people these um, impossible people of whom I speak who um, do, do favours for people and aren't aware of that they're favours. Uh, actually, I'm not sure that I've got that quite right. I think they are aware um, that they're doing favours. Um, now, let me think about this. Um, and and do excuse me, I'm, I'm running errands and picking up pots and pans and all sorts of things whilst I'm talking to you, which is very rude, but luckily I've got no audience and uh, and no one listening, so I don't care. <laughs> right, so um, what have we got? The person, oh, these people who do favours for people and have, no, and have no wish for you to do a favour in return. Do you know what? I think most people are like that. When people... When people do something for someone else, do you know I think 80% of people are nice? And um, now these people, look, they do know they're doing favours for others, so to speak. They, it is true they don't consider them favours. They do consider them as, you know, what we do. Look, that's just... And, but I think what they're... Maybe what's in their heads, and I'm not as good as these people, so I'm just guessing, you know, this whole episode is about me guessing at what's in the heads of people who are better than me, all right? That's what this episode's about. I'm not talking about me. Uh, I'm talking about other people, and uh, many of whom and most of whom I like. Um, and now, yes, I think they do know they're doing favours for people, uh, but they don't want it to be called favours uh, because it cheapens it in their own minds because... Uh, they're here for a higher purpose than that in their heads. They're, they are more noble than that. You know, they, 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 I bet you they think that's kind of cheap to just be thinking of it as favours. But I will go back to that first person that I just thought of. Um, the person who, he does a favour for you. Um, but he's worried. See, people, people are so sophisticated. He's worried that you will be worried that he's done you a favour and you'll feel bad about that. So he says, you can do me a favour one day in return. Um, but he kind of, um, you know, 
He, he's never going to want... He doesn't want it. He doesn't want that favour. You know what? There's a lot of people in this world that don't keep a scorecard. Okay? But they say things to make other people feel more comfortable. There are people in this world who, uh, and a lot of them too, who want the other person to be feel good about themselves. Do you know even people that you think are horrible? Yeah, Hitler, for example. Hitler. Um, but yeah, he, I'll bet he was nice to a lot of people, you know. That sounds weird, doesn't it? But I bet you was. I don't think he was a, you know, you know I haven't studied him enough. But I'll, I'll bet you he had some people um, who thought he was a great bloke. Especially when he was younger. Maybe he went a bit nuts later. But you can't rise to power like he did, can you? Without having a lot of people on side and, uh, you know, and only ranting. You know, he gathered people around. He must have been a people person, you know. Um, and you know what? Maybe, oh, this is going to be controversial. Maybe Hitler um, was on a noble quest in his own way. Um, now, I can't defend that because then it's, you know, and this is why it's good that I'm on a podcast and not on Facebook because I'd be smashed for even suggesting that. Um, but in his own mind, um, he was doing the right thing by his people as he saw it. You know, it becomes an identity thing. Uh, I could explore that, you know. Now, that's it. Now, just by suggesting it is an absolute insult to all the people that got killed. You know, six million people, yeah, six million Jews for a start, and probably so many gypsies, and, you know, and so on, so forward, and so forth, you know, and all the people that died in trenches, and all the whole shabang, you know. But the point is, on one level, if you take the morals out of it, um, was he on a noble cause? trying to protect his own, you know, Aryan race. And let's let's um, put aside the fact that, you know, his his history might have been a bit skew-if, you know. Who were the Aryans anyway? You know, were they a race even, you know? Was he one of them? <laughs> All that sort of stuff. You know, there's been heaps of scholarship on that. I know that much. But in his mind, was he desperately trying to do a good thing? A good thing for his mob, yeah. In much the same way as, let's say, an, you know, an indigenous bloke in the face of uh, Westerners coming to Australia, uh, there, there were a few heroic um, indigenous blokes who uh, f- fought for their mobs against the coming Westerners. And I think they were rather heroic because they were trying to protect their mob. Okay? Um, And so on and so forth. Um, Now, here's the difference between philosophy and... uh, Philosophy can be incredibly cruel, in my opinion. Um, Unforgivably cruel. by even asking questions that shouldn't be asked. Yeah, philosophy can be really cruel. Uh, but then, 
If it wasn't cruel, I think it wouldn't be philosophy. Uh, and, you know, and if, um, if there's some sort of rule, you know, that you have to be moral in, in some way, um, then there are a lot of questions that you can't ask. There are a lot of questions that go unanswered. And you might say, well, morally, um, uh, they shouldn't be asked and that's good, you know. But then I sort of think, um, but then how do you, um, how can you chase morality itself down a rabbit hole, all the way down that rabbit hole? Um, you know, we've got this urge to really understand things, um, you know, to really expand our minds and, um, and, and kind of try and get closer to God. You know, I don't mean the real, I don't mean God, God. if you're an atheist, I don't mean God like a, a bloke with a toga with a to, you know the toolbox under his toga, up um, sitting up there on a throne or something. I don't mean a bloke who knows your name. You know, I'm just meaning God as a um, a placeholder for that which we do not know. You know, and even atheists, I think, agree that we don't know what came. You know what triggered the singularity, the Big Bang. You know, so God. You know, small G God. You know, but um, if we really want to know what was on God's mind, we have to ask some questions that are incredibly, incredibly cruel. Because small G God is incredibly cruel. Is um, it's the depths of small G God's cruelty are infinite. There is nothing more cruel than God, you know. And that's a, you know, I'm not saying anything um, dramatic there. You know, I think most people who think <laughs> know that, you know. Uh, Stephen Fry once uh, made a, made mention. He put a, he did a wonderful speech once, and you know, he, he he said, given what I've seen of God's work on this earth, um, if when I die, he invites me into heaven, I shall politely decline because I would not be, want to be associated with a God that would be so cruel, you know. And gee, he had a good point. Um, and, you know, just his, his ethics, his morals, he said, I, I couldn't in good conscience, conscience enjoy heaven, yeah, as a guest of God, so to speak, knowing what he'd been up to and think of, you know I reckon that's worth thinking about you know imagine a, imagine a wealthy person invited you into his house and you know and you knew that he was guilty of awful crimes you know beyond what you can imagine you know it's just a shocking terrible person would you do that you know would you would you say yes you know but um look it's an interesting thing um I'll just finish that thought there um, and you can finish it on your own if you want, in your head. But I'll get back to what I was, I, I interrupted myself there. I'll get back to what I was talking about and, and record it earlier. In my mind, I just came up with a better way of expressing that philosophy versus morality problem that I have, at least. Some people don't have that problem that I mentioned before. 
and I think it goes something like this. I'll, I'll just give it a go. Um, now you've got two options when um, commencing uh, a philosophical exercise. You know, having a thought, if you like. Right before you have the thought, you can say. I'm going to make sure I enter into that thought within a moral framework. You know, I'm going to be moral before I even start having that thought. Yeah. Now, that would be very good moral philosophy, I think. Um, but it would lack purity. You know, like it wouldn't be pure philosophy, you know, as far as I can tell. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's good to be a moral philosopher, especially especially if you're speaking your philosophies aloud, you know. But when you're, when you're philosoph- philosophizing to yourself, you know, maybe sometimes you want to be completely amoral. Um, I mean, you know, you want to actually prop- think properly, think properly, you know. Um, you know, for example, you might want to think from the perspective of, you know, you might be an environmentalist, you might love animals and not like humans. There are people like that, I know a few. And you want to look at everything from the perspective of the animals. You know, you might be an animal lover and a human hater, you know. Now, um, you are being shockingly amoral on a humanist level, aren't you? Surely? Um, all right, so you know that will might that might be a, a one type of amoral philosophy, you know. Um, but you know, I, I like to, um, in general, I think I like to, um, my, I like my philosophy to be fully amoral, you know, um, which takes you down, takes you into a, some dark places sometimes, which are a little bit on the disturbing side. Uh, but I've got a natural. Um, I really do have a natural, um, what do they call it in electricity? A, uh, a fuse breaks, you know, a fuse blows, and I can't go too disturbing because, um, I don't know, I've had a sheltered life, so I don't know how to be disturbing. I can be slightly disturbing, but not as disturbing as, uh, you know, Ted Bundy. <laughs> right, now, um, okay, now let's think. So, amoral philosophy. Now, an amoral if I wanted to enter into my favourite type of philosophical exercise, right, here's where I'll try and put it as best I can. If I wanted to do that, um, I would um, say to myself, uh, if I decide to be moral before I commence my philosophical exercise, in which I want to ask a few questions of myself, then I have polluted the process because simply by being moral, I have answered some of the questions I want to ask before I've asked them, you know. So it's corrupt, it's corrupt, you know. And this is why I, I, I think it's um, virtuous to be amoral. Um, and, uh, you know, I chatted about that in another episode, you know. Um, the virtue in being amoral when you're doing philosophy. Yeah. Uh, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. As long as you don't, um, as long as you don't speak it aloud, you know, because people will, people will judge you for being a pig, you know, when actually you're being a philosopher. 
What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, people do like to um, people like to be certain as to where you're coming from, you know. And you might be coming from a perspective of I'm trying to think clearly, and uh, other people um, are quite free to say no, you're not, and then you you're coming from it from the perspective of a pig you know I said no no philosopher and they say pig philosopher pig philosophy you know and uh, and the argument is only ever settled with the end of dinner <laughs> <laughs>